Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated financial personal app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates, all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. I feel like there's a growing consensus of like, disenfranchisement when it comes to voting with young people like people saying like what's the point of voting and um a lot of older people are kind of shunning young people saying like that's an ignorant way to go about it but i understand why people are saying that because they're looking at it from the standpoint of that 
we've been broke 50 years ago. We've been broke now. We had criminal justice issues 50 years ago. We have criminal justice issues now. So let's, been, I'm gonna go, but, 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 I'm, I'm stay, on stay on the broke part. Because see, this is the problem right here. People are understand the broke part. Okay. First, when we say we broke, where are most jobs from? They're the private sector. They ain't government. It's the private sector. It's the private sector. But guess what? We actually over-indexed. All right, I'm about to blow y'all away. All right, so here's what happened. Republicans go, less government. That means cut jobs. African-Americans over-index on government jobs. When you look at, again, postal workers, that's not the government, but it's actually the government. But school teachers, firefighters, police officers, people who work at city hall, who work in school districts, who work for county government, state government, federal government, we over-index. So when they, when Republicans take charge and they go cut government, we actually lose jobs. We also, a higher percentage of us, make six high five figures and six figures in government jobs. So when you talk about the black middle class, how the black middle class grew, the black middle class grew from 1970 through 2000 because we were working in government because that's where we were able to get real jobs and be respected. So when people say, man, economics hasn't changed, it's because most of the jobs, when you look at the majority of the jobs, they're in the private sector. And so what happens? So in our media business, okay, BET was sold 22 years ago. In the story in the New York Times, it said Black-owned media gets 1% of all advertising. It's 2024. Guess how much we get? 1%. So guess what? If we are not accessing those dollars, look at private equity, venture capital. You know where that money comes from? Pension funds. Guess who are pension fund workers? Black people, because those are public workers. So pension funds drive investment in, in Wall Street. So we are arguing with the venture capitals, y'all need to invest more money in black people. Uh, we're arguing with private equity when 98% of private equity money is in the hands of white people. So Robert Smith's company, Vista Equity Partners, they are a $100 billion fund. That's the largest one. Even though the data shows that black and minority firms outperform white firms in private equity. So we have been, we are frozen out of this economic system. And so how do we now counter it? You gotta have policymakers who are using their power to change it. So when I am pushing uh, and driving um, uh, the CBC uh, and I'm calling on Senator Chuck Schumer, they just had these congressional hearings with social media companies, the Democrats in the Senate need to bring all those white ad agencies to the table and say, why y'all not spending with Black-owned media companies? Why is it still 1%? We have to understand how to use power. We got to understand that guess what? If we take over the school board, listen to me clearly, we don't even vote in school board elections. You got nine people on the school board. You get five of those people, you now control the next bond. You now control who gets hiring. You now can now make demands when it comes to uh, contracts. In New York State, when Carl McCall was the controller, you know what they did? They actually changed the rules when it came to, oh, no, no, no. Y'all can't come and get pension money from us unless y'all got black partners, unless you're using black law firms, unless you're using black black uh, accounting firms. When uh, David Patterson became governor, he changed 
of the rules there, dramatic increase on blacks being able to tap into the state funds and contracts. So we got to understand the money game and how do we leverage politicians? When I was at TV one, guess who controls the cable, cable, com- cable contracts in the city does the city votes on who has the cable contract. We would go to those cable companies, try to get us on, get TV one on a local system. They would tell us, no, no. So you know what we would do? We will wait until their contract was up. And then we would go to the black city council members and the black city council members would say, I'm not voting on this cable contract until y'all put TV one on your system. We leveraged political power to drive economic. Power. Well, how do you, so, so my follow up, my, what I was saying with that is like, what's some actionable items that the everyday black person can do to hold politicians accountable? Because voting is one thing, but like you said, if they're not being held accountable, voting is the end of one process, the beginning of another, go ahead. If there's no if there's no super PACs, if there's no pressure put on them, then they're just using our vote to get in office and then right. just ignore ignoring us. So, so well, here's what you have to do. When we are organizing people to vote, we got to keep that organization in place. So when it's now time to move or something, the school board was still there. We have. So here's the first thing. Stop having protests and you're not collecting data. So you have a protest and 200 people show up, get their name, number, email, social media. So when it's time to now move, you now have a database of people to reach out and say, I need 50 of y'all to show up at the next school board meeting. So that's one. The second thing is you got to join an organization. Stokely Carmichael, Kwame Ture said, show me anybody black who's been able to achieve something uh, when it came to changing our community, it was not done as an individual. They did it by, by through a group. So we got to use our group power, which now means that our groups have to stop being focused on bullshit and actually have a real agenda, which is why I challenge sororities and fraternities to do more than just have events where we wear our colors and we're all inward. No, how are we driving things outward? But the third thing is, for everybody who's listening, answer me this question. Do you know who your council member is? No, 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 no. I don't mean, oh, yeah, the black person. No, you can live in somebody else's district. It's black people right now go, yeah, in Houston. Yeah, see the Jackson Lee, that's my congresswoman. Uh-uh, you live in a whole different zip code. Yeah. So the first thing is know who represents you. Who is your council member? Who is your county commissioner? Who is your state rep? Who is your state senator? Who is your member of Congress? <clears throat> who is your U.S. congressman? Every state has two United States senators. Know who they are. Know who the district attorney is. So now we know now who I need to talk to. Because when you walk in and look, look when, when the Republicans held up Loretta Lynch being confirmed as attorney general, the black women were protesting. So I said, where, where are the brothers? All these black male groups weren't doing nothing. So I called Jamal, Pastor Jamal Bryant, Jeff Johnson. So we organized something. We organized 200 men to go to Capitol Hill. But you know what we did? These brothers had never been to Capitol Hill. They came all over. So we rolled up. We said, all right, we're going we to visit John Cornyn's office. He's a Texas senator. I'm from Texas. I said, I need everybody from Texas come to the front of the line. So we walked into the office. We said, hi, we're so-and-so. We are his constituents. When we went to meet with Thad Cochran, Mississippi, we said, Mississippi brothers, come to the front of the line. See, when you're a constituent, they don't want to ignore you. Because you ignore you, you, you're a voter. Congresswoman Edna Bernice Johnson, who just died, she 
I, I still register to vote. I'm still registered to vote in Texas. She was my congresswoman. Jasmine Crockett is now my congresswoman. So Jasmine was like, yeah, I got to go on Roland show because his ass a constituent. He vote. <laughs> see, see what, what we see. The problem is we're not understanding politics. And, I, and so I'll say this here. I'm going to say it again. And this is why I do my show the way I do it. We got to teach our people politics. We got to teach them how the system works. We got to teach them. So Chokwe Lumumba, mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, water crisis there. Republicans are like, man, the Biden folks ain't doing nothing for you. Chokwe said, I'm going to Capitol Hill to get the money. They said, they ain't doing nothing for you. What happened? Mayor Lumumba went to Capitol Hill. The Biden administration, the Democrats, $600 million. Then Republicans want to get involved. He said, no, no, no. Y'all didn't help me get the money. But now you want to participate. It's understanding levers of power. And so for people out there might be saying, oh, yeah, Roland, okay, man, you all educated. Let me help y'all out. Mom and daddy never went to college. Mom and daddy graduated from high school. But mom and daddy were co-founders of a neighborhood civic club called Clinton Park Civic Club. And you know what happened? A whole bunch of brothers and sisters like, man, y'all ain't going to do nothing. You know how they started? They said, we're going to do some trash pickup once a month. Then after three months, they said, well, no, we're going to do something. You know, we're tired of these overgrown lots uh, and these crack houses. Who, how can we get these torn down? They figured out how to do so. We were tired of the crime in the neighborhood. So they said, who, they, didn't, they didn't say who's the police chief. No, who's the commander for this district and went to them, knew him by name. So when stuff went down, they picked the phone up. I need to speak to Commander so-and-so. Uh, uh, Mr. Martin, Ms. Martin, we're going to dispatch a unit out uh, to look at this right now. And after 10 years, you know what happened? They said, you know, we need some new sidewalks. We need some new sewer systems. Uh, we need our, our park refurbished. We need that senior citizens, uh, that, that, that old firehouse turned to a senior citizen center. In a decade, Clinton Park, where I was born and raised, changed because regular ordinary people who did not go to college cared enough about their community, but they learned the political system. What I'm describing, every single person listening and watching can actually do. Again, my mama and daddy worked, had jobs. They had five kids. I lived this because we were free labor. We had to go drop the pamphlets off of people's doors or whatever. But they first cared enough about their community. And then they said, what do we want to see change? And now who can change it? And that's how this thing works. We didn't have no packs. We didn't have no millionaires, no billionaires. Hell, we had no thousandaires. But the people got together and said, we can change this. And guess what? It started with five or six, then it grew to 10 to 20, then 30 to 40 and 50 and 100. And let me tell you something right now. There's no politician. If he or she sees 30, 40, 50, 100 people showing up for consecutive months, going to ignore them because you know what they're doing? Them folks going to vote. And if I keep ignoring them, they're going to light my ass up come election time but we have got to care enough to actually get in the game. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.